Hello and welcome to the Bag Clan Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, week what eight edition? I forget. I'm an idiot. I'm Blake, your host, joined always by Rob and Tyler. How are we doing, guys? It's the first time we've got the three of us all in the same podcast in like what a month. It is week eight. I agree. You're an idiot. And yes, yep. <laughs> I can't add. I mean, yes, to all three. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Go, Blake. Self five. Boom. <laughs> I hope that translates into the recording. Um. How are we feeling, guys? How are we feeling uh, halfway through the season? Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Oh, terrible. Oh, we're wheeling and dealing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, uh, we definitely got a lot of action to talk about that happened yesterday uh, before waivers ran, or obviously waivers ran this morning, but Tuesday, right when right when it opens up, the trades start flowing. And as always, all the trades I tried to wheel and deal, now I got nothing. I'm dry as a bone over here. Mm. Um, I guess, I, I guess, I don't know. I don't have really have anything else to add. Um, shit. Let's just go into news and notes. Yeah. It's time for Blake with news and notes. Yeah. We need to get, we need to get some bumpers with this bitch. I'm doing them all today. I got all our bumps. <laughs> We're doing Perfect. them live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Um, fantasy philosophy for myself. Uh, I figured let's start with uh, most relevant stuff for the Thursday night games happening tomorrow night. Um, thing I just saw came out at 421 Eastern. J.J. Watt listed out for Thursday night. Oh, yeah. That helps Aaron Pack- Jones for sure. Yeah, and yeah. the Packers are missing their, you know, top two receivers. I mean, you, you stole my thunder. I was going to get to that next. Yeah, I mean, that seems like another news and notes that Blake was probably going to get into. Oh. But sure, we can talk about it. Well, I mean, yeah. we're talking about the Thursday game, so I just thought so, we were just going to continue along that. Devontae sure. Adams and Alan Lazard both out with COVID. So, ruled out for the game. Or for, I mean, let's see. Alan Lazard is definitely out. He's unvaccinated, so he cannot clear in time. Yep. Uh, Devontae Adams re- is going to require two negative tests within 24 hours, which is extremely unlikely, so he's probably out as well. I they think already, at this point we would know. I just saw yep. a, a news update. He did not travel with the Packers. Yep. yep. They ruled him out. So. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, all all of those things are good news for Aaron Jones. I think it's the Aaron Jones show in Packers land, but I'm sure we'll talk about that when we go through matchups. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sticking the same game, uh, DeAndre Hopkins hamstring uh, officially questionable for tomorrow's game. He'll play. He's yeah, expected so- to play, but he's yeah. listed as questionable. I, I think it was a did not practice today. Yeah, he'll play. He'll play. Coach said he'll play, so he'll be fine. And Hopkins never practices on Wednesday, so I'm not any more worried about this DNP than I would be, be otherwise. Um, Giants receivers are and Saquon Barkley basically gutted. <laughs> True. It's a big, big question mark for me right now as far as what's going on there. <laughs> Watch the injury report. See what see what happens. Yeah, otherwise, I mean, we got Tyrod Taylor expect, expected to start on Sunday. Is he really? Who, yeah. Yes. I know they just took him off of the uh, – or they just made him eligible to return. Wow, I'm surprised that he's starting this quickly. It shows you what they think of Davis Mills. I was just going to say that, that the Davis Mills experiment might be over. Yeah. And the Tua experiment. experiment may be beginning here shortly. Oh, and um, I don't know if you had this on your docket. Blake, so I'll let you continue, but I have another one if you don't. I mean, I've got uh, probably one of the biggest injury news of last uh, last week is Zach Wilson out two to four weeks. MRI confirms an, a PCL sprain. 
Yep. Yep. So it's now, the Mike White show with the trade to, with for Joe Flacco back to the Jets. Uh, reports is he's not going to be or what was it? Not going to be on the Jets roster until Friday. So he's officially right. not going to play this week. So it's Mike White again, and then next week it'll be Flacco. Yeah. I mean, now, way, even more than gross. before, Jets are irrelevant. Yes. Uh, I mean, if anything, I don't know. It's good for Dynasty. Maybe the running game, Michael Carter, gets a little bit more love, a little more work. But really, there's there's not a lot there. Corey Davis, maybe that's about it. You're yeah, in a bad way if you're having to be. start anybody. Yeah, right. It might be Corey yes. Davis because they got to throw to somebody, and he's their most accomplished receiver. So maybe. Um, let's see. Other, let's see, what was the news story that just broke right when we started recording? Was a trade Texans trade uh, Mark Ingram to the Saints? Yeah, he's going back home, uh, back to where it all started for him in the NFL. Um, sort of strange. I don't know what it means. I don't know if I I truly understand that move. It maybe it means they want they need something else in addition to Camara. It also means that Houston was like, "Yep, we've been riding him as the number one, but he hasn't really." I mean, everybody knew this going in. He's not going to produce on you know any type of scale that you like, and so maybe that means. Johnson's going to, you know, they're going to give him more play. Maybe um, who's the kid from Denver that they picked up? I don't know. Lindsay. Oh, yes, Lindsay. Lindsay. Maybe Lindsay gets more than three carries in a game. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see because I don't think we've seen what the compensation is for Mark Ingram yet. But, um, yeah, I mean, in New Orleans, hopefully, you got to hope that that means that they're going to try to use Kamara as more of a pass catcher right like is he going to line up out wide maybe hopefully i it's it's the new orleans side that i don't understand the texan side fine get whatever you can get for your players your season doesn't matter but yeah we'll 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 see i i don't know why the saints make that move other than the backup that they had envisioned backing up camara has got hurt early on and is still out and maybe maybe that means he's not coming back this year period and they made a move. I don't know. It's very odd. Alrighty. Um, last thing I think we should discuss here, if you guys are interested, is the Deshaun Watson trade rumors. I don't know if we really talked about it in depth on the podcast before. Um, oh my god, my dog! My dog is currently throwing oh, up. Sorry. Nice. Um, that's interesting. Live on the podcast. Please stop <laughs> it, Mango. Not in this room, you douche whore. Um, uh, we haven't really talked about yeah, it a whole discuss lot. while I address this situation. Yeah. Um, I mean, the rumors came out this week that supposedly the Dolphins and the Texans had a trade in place as far as compensation and that they were waiting to see what his availability might be before Miami was going to pull the trigger. And then I heard a report after that that, that um, Miami did not meet the uh, expectation of compensation for the Texans and nothing was pending. So... I don't know who to believe. Um, we've seen this Tyler percolate throughout the season where it's like heats up and, you know, people are talking, oh, this is going to happen. And then it dies down. I think it's just something to make uh, to make print, as they used to say, when there was newspapers before the trade deadline here. I don't know. There's there is way too much smoke here for this to you be nothing. So? 
Um, yeah, I, I got to think that there's something going on. Um, you know, now it's just what's the most accurate report is the most accurate report that the Dolphins are waiting on the NFL to basically tell them whether Watson's going to be available to play the, the rest of the year. Right. Or is the most accurate report that, um, you know, they're not meeting the Texans compensation, what they want, blah, blah, blah. Who knows? Right. We're, we're hearing every side of the story, which is at least right. nice that we're not hearing just, you know, one part. So we'll, we'll see. I personally, I, mean, I, I expect right. him to get, I expect Deshaun Watson to be in the Dolphins uniform next weekend, whether he's actually playing or not. I have no idea, but I fully expect Deshaun Watson to be traded to the Dolphins by the trade deadline, which is November 2nd. Well, there was one word, and this was a real word, not just, you know, like we were talking speculation on both sides. Uh, Goodell was asked about uh, where their investigation was, and he made it sound like, in his words, that, well, they don't have enough information yet to make any kind of determination, and that's still ongoing. So he knows, as the head of the NFL, that this trade stuff is going on. I don't believe, like you said, I don't believe that the teams aren't talking to the commissioner. Here's what we're looking to do. What's what's the status? To publicly put out there that they're still gathering. There's no decision on his, as of right now, if he was, you know, active for a game he could play. I think that was on purpose to say that I don't know that they're going to make a decision on him this year. But to trade for a guy, you want to know he's, you know, fine. The rest of this year, goody, goody. That's, you know, whatever, half the season. What about next year? Is he going to miss the whole season next year? And he hasn't played for however many weeks. Um, You know, if you're going to trade premium picks for him, that's, that's, I think, I think that's where it's at right now. Right. And I, and on the flip side, I have to imagine that Tua is going somewhere. You know, we had the report of the football team being involved and Tua yeah. potentially going there. Whether it's Houston or the football team, I got to imagine Tua is getting a fresh start somewhere, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing for him. I, no. I, I, I think a change of scenery would be good for Tua. But speaking of that, how much has the shine come off in um, uh, Carolina? Right. When, of Darnold. When, yeah. When this, the rumors started up again, the Panthers were supposedly interested and all this. It's like, you know, they pulled the kid last week and then now they're then right after that, they're in this trade rumor circus right? Uh, for Watson. It's like, Darnold's got to be like, you know, I was really good the first few games and, you know, we've yeah, and he's been few. really bad the last few. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, granted it's been without CMC, but still per, yeah. Per PFF, uh, Darnold had two seasons graded better with the Jets than he has had so far this year with the Panthers, which, really? right. And so, you know, who, yeah, it, it's just, it's turned bad a, fast. Yeah, it really has. And I guess he, it wasn't the Gase effect. I guess he might just really suck. We'll see. Yeah. But I think the only other injury news that we didn't hit on was Antonio Brown showing up, not playing last week, and then continuing to be on the injury report and on um, crutches this week. Turns out it's a uh, sprain around his heel per Bruce Arians. I think this is an IR stint that's about to happen. Yeah, it's been been talked about. It could be a a very long-term injury, so. Yeah, it's, it's, I, 
I don't know anything other than what, you know, we've been told from the, by the coaching staff, but Arian said, this is something that could be gone next week or it's something that could linger the rest of the season. Yep. And when we get into the, the trades that happened this week, um, that'll be exactly why I did what I did. Yeah. I think <laughs> first, yeah, we can, we'll, we'll talk about the trades first. I was going to talk about them second, but um, this, is, this so, will be second. Oh, we're going to do trades. Yeah, I've got, unless okay. you guys got other news and notes, I was going to hit waivers first and then go to trades, but I think I'm going to go to trades first since you kind of segued right. us to there. Uh, we we go. had bag trades, trades, bag trades, bag trades. Now you can go. Right, I forgot you're doing my you gotta, I'm, I'm bumping this stuff. Uh, two trades <laughs> that happened yesterday. Uh, let's see. One of them occurred at what 9 59 p.m the other one occurred at 10 16 p.m there were actually so. three trades yesterday there was three, one three, at three noon. there was one around oh. noon oh yeah the one at noon okay yeah. why can't i see that one i don't know you have to open the thing up and say go further down probably up hmm. oh, there it is i wasn't scrolling all the way down all righty we're all set at noon we had a trade between our fantasy reapers by tyler and Sia whitefish by rob Woo-hoo. uh let's see Whitefish received Josh Jacobs and Calvin Ridley. Fantasy mm-hmm. Reapers received, in turn, Henry Ruggs, Saquon Barkley, and Devontae Booker. All right. right. Rob, I, I think we can just both go through kind of our thought process on this trade and then leave it to Blake to kind of grade it since uh, okay. since he's the only impartial party well, here. You go ahead and start since you offered it. Yeah. So this trade, at least from my standpoint, stemmed off of another trade I was working on and then uh, also completed um, for Kyle Pitts. So I was kind of looking at my team going, you know, I'm close on this Kyle Pitts trade. We'll see what happens, but I don't want Ridley and Pitts. I don't want two pass catchers from Atlanta. And so uh, reaching out to Rob, I, from my standpoint, I'm trading a hurt Josh Jacobs for a hurt Saquon, but I think, a healthy Saquon is better than a healthy Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Calvin Ridley to make up the difference for, you know, and then I got Devonte Booker. So I sealed up that entire backfield in case Saquon continues to be hurt. And I got a kicker in Henry Ruggs. Yeah. I'm downgrading my receiving core, but I feel like I made a, if you want to call it a championship upgrade to my running back core, where, you know, if Saquon's healthy, I feel a lot better about playing him than Josh Jacobs um, on a championship run. So that was kind of my thought process there. Rob, what, what about your side? My thought was I'm one in six. Right. And I can't sit here and wait for Saquon to get back at the end of the season. What good does he do me if I'm one in 10 and he comes back week 12 and his gangbusters the rest of the year. Oh, yeah, you won your last three games. Congratulations on missing the playoffs. Um, the injury uh, to Jacobs, I was not worried about. It was a chest contusion. He likely would have played if they had a game this week. Um, they don't. They have a bye. He'll be fine by then. So I've got yep. a serviceable running back that I can start playing because I've been playing backup guys and weird guys just to kind of get through. And then Calvin Ridley gets me a – I mean, he's had a down year, not what people expected, but literally a bona fide receiver rather than the mix and match that I've been doing. And I put rugs in there because I didn't want to have Jacobs and rugs. 
So for me, I upgraded at receiver. I got a running back. I can actually play starting next week. Um, so it made sense for me since I have to win like starting like this week. Yeah. I think quite literally everybody in this trade was a buy low, right? Yeah. 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 I totally agree with that. It's, it's, it's very buy low across the board. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, I think it's a good trade for both your teams. I don't see a clear winner for it. If it was me, I would rather have Josh Jacobs and Calvin Ridley than Ruggs, Barkley, and Booker. So I'm going to give Rob the the W on it, I think, just just on value-wise alone for myself. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think you're 100%. Yeah, I think you're 100% right there. 100% right. I, I think I overpaid a little bit, but again, I wanted to go into Rob to you with a strong offer because I wanted this to get done, knowing that I had something else coming down the pipeline. And I wanted to make sure that I had Ridley traded to you before mm-hmm. this Pitts deal got finished or else the price I just know would have gone down. Yeah. And so I'll just throw this in there. You're going to see, I mean, there's a few times throughout the years when we've done this podcast where we've talked about a trade Tyler and I have made, and I'm going to say that the verbiage we've been using here is almost exactly the same. Everyone, anytime the two of us trade, it's always something where it's like, you don't see a clear winner because it's, you could see from Rob's standpoint, it works from Tyler's standpoint, it works. That's what you call good trading, kids. Uh, take notes at home. Yeah, and it's wild that I texted you an offer. You said okay to the offer, and we traded. It's be, weird yeah. how that, you know, <laughs> that we path had a little back worked and out. Forth. We had a little back and forth. Well, I mean, there, there wasn't much, but it's weird no. how you accepted my, basically my original offer, and yeah. I traded that to you because I was like, oh. okay, cool. Yeah, I, and, I and thought then- this through before I texted you. <laughs> And so, you know, we made the trade. Right. It's strange how that works. There's definitely no uh, no background it's, information that's needed for that amount a, of salt. Definitely not a backhanded competent com- no. comment at all. Confident. What's our next trade, Blake? Well, let me get to it, dickhead. Let's go. I do. I'm setting you up. Please. Our next trade was between the Fantasy Reapers and the Kegerator. Talking about that Kyle Pitts trade. So the Reapers Ooh. received Kyle Pitts and C.D. Lamb. The kegerator received Brandon Cooks, Darnell Mooney, and Darren Waller. Oh. So I guess, Rob, what's your initial reaction on this guy? So my r- initial reaction looking at this is like, oh, my God. What do the Reapers do? Does he have naked photographs of somebody to get CeeDee Lamb and Kyle Pitts? Now, when you're looking at it, Darren Waller is, I mean, he's hurt, but he should be back. They're also on a. <sighs> I think, I a, think, but here's the thing. I think, they're on I a think they got, I think they got screwed here. Well, here's the thing. They're on a buy. So you're already going to lose production this week. They'll be back next week. So I, I believe he's hoping that he gets that production. I know Nate hates the Cowboys, but to me, CD lamb. I mean, Brandon cooks has been a big surprise this year. I Mooney is just like, Hey, let's throw in another guy. I still like CeeDee Lamb better than Cooks and Mooney. And you're losing a week out of Waller because of the buy. I mean, Pitts has already had his buy. CeeDee Lamb's already had, they've already had their buy because they're back this week. Just based on production going forward, I think this is, for me, a clear win for the Reapers. I think it's a clear win for the Reapers as well. I mean, Waller, you talk about you're losing production, but what production have you had before the buy, before the injury even? 
Uh, since week two, Waller has not been a major part of that offense. He's gotten I'm, – I'm just pulling numbers kind of off the top of my head. He's gotten an average of what? Five targets a game since week two? He's he's only had below seven targets once. Okay. I, it, it, all I'm saying is that he's he's not getting the production that Waller is known known for. So I think you're losing out on Pitts, who's finally yeah. coming into his own. I think he's the anomaly when it comes to rookie tight ends. Cooks and Mooney, yeah. Mooney's uh feels his favorite target in Chicago, but what 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 good does that really do for you? It's Chicago. And then Brandon Cooks, yeah, he's the only game in town. We talked about that before. I still don't like yeah. either of them, like you said, more than I like CD Lamb. I mean, the 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 case for Cooks is the first three games when um um the guy that's coming back, Tyrod was quarterback. Tyrod was quarterback, he was averaging between 20 and 25. Fantasy points a game. 22, 23, 25. There you go. Ever since Mills has been in the last several, he's except for one game, he's been under 10. So I guess the hope there is with Tyrod coming back that he's back to that 20 average. And I mean, I could see that. I just, but the Mooney factor, yeah, I just, it's fine. I think Tyler got the the better end of it. No, I think uh, from my standpoint, um, I talked about it at the draft. My strategy coming into this year was to stack high upside players, big boom bust players. And I think Pitts and Lamb both fall into that. Um, you know, obviously Pitts has been consistent in the last two weeks, but right. he could fall back down to earth at any time. And Lamb has been up and down, but both of them have weak winning potential. Uh, and then for Nate, it, it it's literally just trading upside for stability. Because Cooks is more stable than C.D. Lamb, at least in my opinion. I have I'd have to look at Lamb's numbers again. I mean, he was, I think he was really good the first week. I think he kind of was blah blah blah. And the last two, he's been really good. Yeah, yeah. And- down weeks in week three and four against the Eagles and Carolina, only nine and three points. But otherwise, he hasn't scored below seventeen. Yeah, and those are two games where we were we where Dallas ran a heck of a lot, so didn't need him. And right. that could be that could be the thing going forward i don't know and and waller um yeah you know he's not seeing his double digit targets every single week but he is as reliable as they come at tight end right now and uh i don't see that i don't see that changing whereas Pitts still has that kind of volatility nate nate and i went through and looked at about 17 trade calculators when we were doing this trade to see to see where it went and i think about 75 percent of them went the cooks mooney and waller side really all yeah, right. and, sure. and the, I mean, the main difference alone, there. I would not agree. I would disagree. I would not disagree with that. There we go. What's that? It said on value alone. I would I would see why they would go that way. Yeah, the big difference there was uh, I think Waller was rated higher than you guys are saying on those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, then like the the difference between Waller and Pitts there uh, was higher in those, and then that's where the difference between Lamb and the other receivers came yeah. came no, back. I get it. I just would rather have Pitts and Lamb myself. Yep. If I was making a team. So, all right. Our final trade that occurred at 10 15 last night. Kegerator traded Amari Cooper to CI Whitefish and in return got Corey Davis and Miles Gaskin. So, Tyler, what do yeah. you think? Uh, on the flip side of the last one, I do not understand this trade for Kegerator. I saw this one come through and I just went, why? Why? Uh, we talked about Corey Davis. You don't have a quarterback for the next four weeks. I mean, best case scenario, you have Joe Flacco. Let that sink in. That's gross. 
Yeah. Um, I do like uh, I do like Gaskin the rest of the way. The schedule opens up. If Gaskin is back to the Gaskin he was last year, great. Then this this becomes a much more balanced trade. But as it stands right now, this is pretty heavily leaning Whitefish, in my opinion. Um, I agree. This is I don't understand this trade at all. Uh, Miles Gaskin doesn't really help the Kegerators team. Um, don't get it. I mean. From, from my standpoint, obviously, you guys already covered it. I mean, and again, uh, I sort of mentioned it and teased it earlier that uh, I sort of had a feeling that there was going to be a problem with uh, Brown and so that I was going to have a problem uh, going forward with receivers. So I got Calvin Ridley, and then I ended up with uh, getting Amari Cooper back because I think I had him originally. And so that helps me kind of balance my team out. Uh I, to, to defend Nate here, I believe that Gaskin, um, or I think he's looking at Gaskin, now that Malcolm Brown is hurt and out, that you know he's going to take over that backfield and not split as much. And then Corey Davis is the number one there and will get uh, plenty of play, even with uh, Flacco in there. So, but yeah, yeah I agree and, with you guys. And that's 100% true. Again, Gaskin will make or break this trade. And yeah. um, to kind of where Blake said he doesn't understand where Gaskin fits in on Nate's team. Uh, Antonio Gibson is the running back two on this team. And Antonio Gibson is becoming shakier and shakier by the week from a health standpoint. Right. He's one big hit on the leg from getting being right. Done for the year. And, and outside of that, he has Zach Moss. So I, I think, I think as far as getting a serviceable running back two, um, I think Gaskin's perfect. Yep. I do think he could have gotten a bit more for Cooper. Um, I probably, well, and I haven't looked at your team, Rob, because I, I think I just would have targeted a different wide receiver if yeah, I were Nate. Like um, Claypool? Yeah. So, I mean, Claypool, pretty much anybody you have on your bench. It, it just Corey Davis doesn't excite me at all with that quarterback injury over there. So that that's my only uh, gripe with the trade. Yeah. All right. I don't, and I don't, I don't hate Zach Moss. Like the you know, the fantasy consensus is. So I don't no, know. No, definitely. I, I just think that this gives you another option. So you have four it gives, it gives rather you, than three. It gives you yeah. another like tier three kind of option. So, right. I mean, yep. good luck with that. It would really suck if you uh, traded an entire draft class for Antonio Gibson, though. Uh, <laughs> that's me uh, giving the double birds to Blake because I did that uh, in the almost, <laughs> almost directly after they came out and said that uh, Gibson was going to be the next CMC. I was and I I'm in win now mode in Dynasty. So that that gives a little bit more context. And again, I went in strong with the trade because I wanted yeah. the deal to get done right then. And so I traded Rager and an entire draft class, first, second, third, fourth, for Gibson. I mean, that's why I drafted him in my first two picks this right? year. Because they were saying that. And I was like, if that even if it's 75% came true. Right. And Gibson is one of the few guys that could actually do that. Correct, because he used to be a receiver. Right. So I was like, yeah, bring it on. And then they they just threw that out and said, kidding, <laughs> kidding, guys. <laughs> Mooches is still here. Let's uh let's let's move into waivers. It's waiver time. It's waiver time. You know it's waiver time. That was the most oh. horrifying one yet. <laughs> I didn't really have one for that. I had one for the others. 
<laughs> All right. So hitting waivers, we're going to start at the biggest throwdown. $15 slapped onto Alex Collins by the Hedgehogs. No I mean, other bids, I don't think, on Alex Collins. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a big one. <laughs> yeah. Collin, Collins is the guy there. And I think we've seen that. I don't. I don't feel confident that Carson's going to be back at all this year. Does See, and I don't, I don't either, but I don't think that Collins has going to be have, efficient do, back. Do the Hogs have Carson? I'll go look. Uh, yeah, you look while I talk about this. I was looking to pick him up. He does not. He does not. Okay. Um, but I also didn't like that they just about, uh, activated. Go ahead. Here's why. Uh, Hedgehogs is currently starting Taylor. Jonathan Taylor and Cordero Patterson. But outside of that, he's been hit with the injury bug to Clyde Edwards, Alaire and Kareem hunt. So all he had for running backs on his roster outside of uh, Alex Collins was Mark Ingram. Oh, yeah. That's why he spent up. And you know what? This late in the season, if you really want a guy spend $15 on it, I'm, I'm honestly not going to, you know, be that upset about it yeah there were no other offers but hey you wanted your guy go get him fine oh yeah i'm not gonna bag on it i think we can Plan. bag on the next two claims though because what? the hedgehog spent 35 dollars in total none of the three players that he picked up had any other claims so that's another 10 dollars spent on teddy bridgewater and another 10 spent on ty hilton okay yeah so, i mean yeah. they just don't look good next to each other <laughs> to do that <laughs> but any of these independently, I'm not like losing my mind about. I mean, I wouldn't have spent that much on either player. If you wanted to make sure somebody didn't get them, you know, I would have put two, three bucks on Teddy Bridge or Hilton, maybe, maybe a four bagger, but I certainly wouldn't have put 10. Um, but, I'll, you know, six seems to be that spot if you really want somebody that you're going to get, I believe. Yeah. yeah. I, and, we see, we'll see that with my next two picks, but right I, because I, I did, I went in on two guys. Well, MVS didn't have any bids, but the Bengals defense did. And I, I think $6 is that sweet spot where, you know, you're going to beat anybody that's low balling. And then above that, like that six is the perfect bid for me where I'm willing to lose somebody, but I also want them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so like Tyler saying, uh, stole the Bengals defense from myself and Rob. I was obviously not going to win. Threw six dollars down. Rob threw four, and I four. tossed two at him. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the Bengals defense against whoever the Jets trot out there at quarterback. So here's the funny right. thing: is that uh, is it? I wish I, I, I should have gone last more. night. Oh, as I went to bed last night, I thought should I increase this to six? Like the last time I took a defense, didn't do it. Should have done it because I would have got it because I'm in last place. Right. Damn it. Um, Tyler talking about, um, you know, really embodying, putting your money where your mouth is for with Deshaun Watson. You think he's going to be in Miami next weekend through three dollars at him. Yep. No other bids. I, I bumped that up from one dollar to three dollars as I couldn't sleep last night. I think I bumped that up <laughs> at I think I literally bumped that up like an hour before waivers ran. So, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's it's a we'll see. I'll, I'll know by the end of next week. What what the th- what's going on with Deshaun Watson? So I it's not like I'm wasting a roster spot long term on him. I'll know and we can go from there. Rob gets the 49ers dropping Carolina defense. So that was my backup plan in case somebody bid more than me on uh the Bengals was San Francisco playing against Chicago, which I 
feel we'll turn the ball over plenty. Yeah, and see, I was going to snag the Bengals instead of starting the Dallas defense, which on and I was going to drop the Raiders for it, and I really don't care. Um, I snagged Mac Jones for no no bid, dropped Tim Patrick for it. It's that was for a bye week cover down the road for Kyler Murray. There you go. Uh, he's playing, I think, the Titans, which I think they can pick apart pretty easily. Uh, and then Tyler, what what's going on here? Three claims for Jeff Wilson and three claims for Randall Cobb. Yep, they were all contingency claims, right? So <laughs> Randall Cobb, I really only wanted if I couldn't get MVS. So I set those claims up kind of together where if I got MVS, there was no way I could get Randall Cobb. And that that's how I wanted to do it. And then Jeff Wilson was kind of the same deal. I only wanted him if X, Y, and Z didn't go right. Um, and I ended up dropping the last guy uh, just, again, to pick him back up um, to see what happens in that San Francisco backfield once people yeah, start getting yeah. healthy. Yeah, it's a weird backfield. All righty. I think we are, unless you guys have anything else to add, set to move into our matchups. Oh, no. Shit, Tyler, we, uh, before we go into matchups, we got to talk about our picks from last week. So let's hit that. It's the picks. We got the picks, not the tricks. It's the picks. I All hate right, this Tyler. more than I've hated anything we've ever done. You know what? I, I absolutely enjoy up. this. Uh, Tyler, tell us how we did last week. Uh, so we only had four games to pick because we did have a tie last week. Uh, Rob picked the other four games correctly. So good job oh. there. Blake and I finished three and one and the dice, as we predicted last week, finished. Oh, and four. Although, although the dice were the only one to pick Terry and the rest of us said hogs in a blowout. So I feel like they should get like half a win for that, but I'm not they going get, to give it to them. They get nothing. <clears throat> uh, An so honorary win. That put us for the year uh, on the year. Well, for 2021, Rob is in the lead at 24 and 10. He's above 700. Uh, I am at 21 and 13 above 600 and Blake's at 19 and 15 and the dice are at 16 and 13. So the only thing that's saving Blake is the dice are being terrible. Yeah. You better start getting closer. All right. Um, Do we have any bets last week or anything? I don't, I wasn't part of the podcast, so yeah, you weren't part of it. It It's just Tyler and I. Cool. That was much better. Um, So we'll, uh, we'll shift into our matches. Rob, I uh, I believe you have a ruling for us on the Commissioner's Cup that we should discuss. No. Before oh, we damn it, Tyler. We, we, we can, we can, After we we can wait to we get to Matthew. We should oh, rehearse these things. We should. But what are we doing, Blake? Well, we're going to go into the matchups. Matchups. All right. So, yes, we do have a new ruling on the Commissioner's Cup. Since Hogs had the incumbent cup going into last week, it resulted in a tie, an yeah. exact tie, because Terry couldn't start, you know, one of his two players that didn't play last week, but whatever, we're not going to get on Terry about that. So we what we have what he what we have decided since it's a podcast trophy and we are the podcast people, uh, the trophy is now not owned by anybody. Trophy goes up into the air. Whoever has the most points after week eight is now the new holder of the commissioner's cup. Uh, I will now wait for uh, questions, comments, concerns about it. So, thank yes. you for waiting. Uh, don't care. You get your <laughs> concerns are not. To be clear, yet. not the most points after week eight, but the most points scored week eight. Right. That's what I said. That's what yeah, I yeah. Meant. yeah. There you go. Whoever scores the most points in week eight gets the commissioner's cup going forward, and then they defend 
after that. Boom. That's what's happening. All right. All right. So our first matchup is the one and five scary Terry versus the three and four touched on my pants. Currently, uh, Terry is favored. Don't don't forget uh, his one, one five and one. You know, I ignore ties because <laughs> uh, they really truly don't count, right. especially when you're one and five outside of the tie. Uh, you know what they true. say? Ties are like kissing Blake. Nobody wants mm. to do that. Yeah, true. Well, that seems like a personal attack, and I'm not okay with that. It absolutely <laughs> was. I don't know how I could have made it more clear. Yeah, your uh, Tyler, your HR department will be being contacted by my people. Nice. Yeah, yeah go for it. <laughs> Scary Terry is going to trot out probably one of the juicier matchups this week. Joe Burrow at the Jets. I don't know. Coming off of Joe Burrow's performance last week, I like that one. Versus yeah. the Pants's Ryan Tannehill at Indy. However, if I'm look, if I remember what I was looking at his team before, uh, he's got Josh Allen on his bench still. So let's 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 go Josh Allen instead of Tannehill, and Josh Allen is playing Miami. I mean, boy, Burrow against the Jets, Allen against Miami. I like both of these. Jeez. Um, I actually like Allen a little bit more just because Buffalo doesn't run the ball. And, you know, Cincinnati could get up pretty big on the Jets and just run. So I'll give a slight edge, but this is really close. Yep, 100% agree. Move on. All right. Uh, Running backs, Terry has Dalvin Cook, um, home against Dallas. And James Conner, home against Green Bay. Versus Pants' Alvin Kamara, home against Tampa Bay. And Joe Mixon at the Jets. For me, this is this is Camara and Mixon pretty easily. Um, like Rob said, the Cincinnati could get up big, and I think if they're going to do that, Joe Mixon's going to have a pretty big game. Um, I actually wouldn't be surprised to see other Cincinnati running backs also have a decent game. And then Camara, I mean, you just got to hope that he gets pass catching work like he did last week against Seattle. Ten catches for one hundred and twenty eight because he's not going to get it done on the ground against Tampa Bay. So hopefully they use him that way. I think they have in the past when they played Tampa Bay, but that's totally conjecture on my part, but I'm going Kamara and Mixon. Yeah. I'll give them the edge just because I think cook can do work against Dallas. Um, but Connor splits, uh, even with green Bay having problems, um, he's going to split that work. Um, so knowing that Connor's probably going to get 60-something on a touchdown, but not a lot of passing work, I got to give it to Kamara Mixon, even though, like you said, Tampa Bay's got a good front. Yeah. Um, my, own, my only – I'm going to agree with you guys on who's winning this matchup, but I just want to point out, um, yeah, Kamara's against Tampa Bay, who's a really good run defense, but look what Khalil Herbert did with Chicago last week, who's not a good offense against Tampa Bay. I mean, I don't know if Tampa Bay is all that to, you know – talk about when we're talking about running game the the only thing that i think there is i wonder if they were like yeah no justin fields you're not gonna get out of the pocket at all against us and we're fine giving up running but justin fields you're done you're not doing anything against us yeah it could have been yeah could have been just the way they were playing him or playing chicago okay uh receivers we've got stefan diggs home against miami and chris godwin at new orleans for scary terry versus Devonta Smith, who's questionable. I'm not sure what that questionable tag is, but he's on the road in Detroit and Marquez Callaway for, ta- 
home against Tampa Bay for the fans. Yeah, this is easy. Diggs and Godwin. Yeah, I mean, um, touch on my pants has Keenan Allen on his bench, and I believe they're coming off of a bye. So you yeah, got to imagine it, Keenan Allen's going to be in there over Callaway. Um, and if that's the case, this does get closer. Um, but I just see Godwin getting such a big bump with Brown being out. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it, it's easy. Diggs and Godwin. Yep. Agreed. Tight ends. We got Jared Cook home against New England versus Mike Gusecki at Buffalo, who's had a massive target share recently. Yep. Gusecki yeah. big. Yeah, that's why this is easy. Gusecki. Yeah. yeah. yeah Gusecki, uh, I mean, the last five weeks, really. Well, I mean, even in week two, he didn't really produce, but he still had six targets. He's right up there with um, the main guys for targets and number three overall in the season after having nothing week one. Yeah. Uh, what was the stat that I heard is like he's on pace to have like, like 130 targets or 130 receptions on the year, like a 1,200 yards, something like that is the pace he's on for a That's tight crazy. end, which is insane. Yeah. Uh, flex. We have Jacoby Myers and Sterling Shepard both on the road for Scary Terry versus Julio Jones and Leonard Fournette also both on the road. So the only chance Scary Terry has at even making this close is if that Giants receiving core is still banged up, but it sounds like Galladay is going to give it a go. I think Slayton's going to play. Um, so I don't think you're going to see the insane target volume from Shepard. So for me, easy Julio and uh, playoff Lenny. Yeah, I agree. Um, every week we're looking for Jacoby Myers to score his first touchdown. He hasn't done it yet. Yeah, it's great to have a lot of targets and even a lot of catches. But when you're never scoring touchdowns, it's tough to give you a matchup. So it's got to be Julio and Fournette. Can we just take a second and let yeah. me bask in Leonard Fournette's light <laughs> i am yeah. so happy so happy yeah. as a leonard fournette fan to see him succeeding this year oh it makes me so happy after all the doubters you doubters last year oh well, he's he finally figured out how to catch the fucking ball he also knew how curved. to catch the ball in jacksonville they they he utilized him his last year there he had a good amount of reception. It was him and Jordan get... Howard with the fucking stone hands back when he was in Jacksonville. Oh, you can go eat a whole big old double helping a crow, Tyler. Fuck All you, right. Leonard Fournette's a great. He's an RB1. Oh, God. I'm so fired up. I don't even want to cover these defenses because the Rams. Uh, are well, it's win. easy because the Rams win it anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's Falcons versus Rams, and that's a Rams win for me. Yeah, nobody cares. All right, let's have, oh, eeny, meeny, miny, Rob. Tell me about yeah. Scary Terry's bench. I mean, I was going to say, we've already kind of talked a lot about Pants bench because, you know, he hasn't changed since. Yeah, there, there's nothing more to talk about on Pants' bench. Yeah, and there's really nothing to write home about on, um, on Terry's bench. He's kind of got the people he needs to have in. Um, I mean, you could, you could make the choice between – You've got Shepard and Galladay. I mean, who's more healthy, I guess, going into the matchup? I'd probably stick with Shepard because he gets more targets. Um, so, yeah, there's nothing I would change. And, yeah, with the, you know, put Keenan Allen in probably. Yep. And put Josh Allen in. That's about yep. all you can talk about, Pants. So. The, the, the two Allens. 
Uh, let's let's launch off with the dice first. The dice are taking touchdown my pants. Uh, Tyler, what dice are we using this week? We are using a. Uh, how would you describe this color wise? Um, like a pearlescent teal. Pearlescent, yeah, something like that. We're purple? using a pearlescent teal and purple D twelve. Purple, I would say, blue and purple, and purple. they take pants. Yep, it takes pants. It took the pants. Um, and I will, I will follow suit and also take pants. Okay, Rob. Um, assuming the two Allens come in, pants. Gotta go with the uh, yeah, pants. Yeah. All right. Our next matchup. You know, one of these days we're gonna have bumpers for every matchup, and that'll really put <laughs> Rob to work. <laughs> oh, don't put me to work for each matchup. Uh, Fish up, versus hedgehogs. They're both animals. That's all I got. There oh, is go. it? Is, is that is it. that the next one? That's the matchup. Whitefish, hedgehogs. Oh God! We've got the one one's six winning fish. one's not. Guess who it is? One and six fish versus the five one and one hogs. Uh, currently, fish favored. We've got Matt Stafford on their side at Houston versus a questionable Patrick Mahomes shaken up at the end of the game last week. Uh, he's versus home against the Giants. Gross. Um, yeah. Give me Matt Push. Stafford. How about please? Yeah, I. This is one of the few times where I'm actually gonna like say I don't think this is clearly Patrick Mahomes. So yeah, push. It hasn't really been clearly Patrick Mahomes most of this season, except for a couple yeah, games. Yeah, it's been Chiefs, real disappointing. Chiefs just the Chiefs in general. The Chiefs I mean, are fucking bad. I mean, Staff or Stafford is gonna get me consistent points. Mahomes, I don't know. What hey, we're not do. talking to you right now. Okay, fine. I I thought you guys both just said a thing and I could say a thing. No, go to bed. Fine. I'll wake fine. you up when it's time for you to talk. Thank you. Uh, running backs. Fish has Nick Chubb. Questionable coming off that injury. He's home against Pittsburgh and Damian Harris. Lighting up recently on the road Boom. against the Chargers. Um, Hogs have Jonathan Taylor. Also questionable, but he always is questionable. He's home against Tennessee. And Cordero Patterson, home against the, uh, the Panthers. Yeah, sorry. This is Taylor and Patterson. Easy peasy. I don't care how hot Damian Harris is coming in. I don't. I mean, Nick Chubb is playing Pittsburgh, albeit without Jay or uh, TJ Watt. But Taylor and Patterson just—that's too much to overcome. Yeah, Tyler, do you have a little bit of lemon squeezy because it's Taylor and Patterson? And yes, I just did that, and you can suck your own ass if you don't like it. Was that an Res- easy peasy lemon squeezy reference? It was. Gotcha. Uh, Nice. Um, I'm glad you didn't let that go any over anybody's yep. heads. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we got some real dumb dumbersons that listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, receivers. We got Calvin Ridley newly acquired and Amari Cooper newly acquired. Cooper's <laughs> on the road again at Minnesota. Ridley's at home against Carolina. Versus Hogs as Cortland Sutton home against Washington and Christian Kirk home against Green Bay. That's a big oof. You know, Just with your wide receiver one and two. Here's what I'm concerned about with, with Adams out. Ridley with Ridley and Cooper being uh, newly acquired. I'm concerned that they haven't had enough time to gel with Matthew Stafford. So give me <laughs> Sutton and Kirk. Is that your true oh. pick? Because that's wild. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> that's crazy talk. Yeah, this is Calvin Ridley and Amari Cooper. Um, for sure, Corlin Sutton should have a really great game against Washington, who is 
basically uh, crash test dummies out on the on the defensive side of the ball. That seems uh, harsh. You know, the only thing I'm concerned about with Sutton is that Judy should be back this week. And uh, he's supposed Kirk. to be, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, for, for me, this is easy, Ridley and Cooper, if you want my actual opinion. Absolutely. Rather than his his funny, that was really good, newly acquired. I like that. Yeah. Also, Rob, did I tell you to wake up? Because I don't think I did. You should still I'm be sorry. sleeping. I'm sorry, sir. Yeah, go to bed, idiot. Tight end. We've got TJ Hawkinson, home against Philly, versus Robert Tanyan at Arizona. This is easy for me, and it's Robert Tanyan. Um, I don't know the – I don't have the exact stats in front of me, but when uh, Devontae Adams doesn't play, Tanyan is the red zone guy. So you, this could be this could be one of those Tunyon three touchdown games that we see every once in a while from Green Bay. Yeah, and uh, what's also kind of wild is I think if you're looking at last year, Aaron Rodgers just just to branch it out to Aaron Rodgers, um, when Devontae Adams is out last year, Aaron Rodgers had phenomenal fantasy games. So I mean, yes, Tunyon is a smash play this week. I think that's a great start, and yep. even though. You're starting Hawkinson against a Philly defense who gave up how many points to Foster Moreau last week? Tons. Yeah, a lot of points. So, I don't know. It's going to be a close matchup, but no. Give me Tunyon, please. Yeah, and this is an extremely uh, lucky week for um, for Hedgehogs to have Tunyon on Mark Andrews' bye week and to have all this stuff happening with Green Bay. Extremely lucky. Yeah, but Tyler, don't you know it's a no. Thursday night game? It's not oh. going to be high scoring. That is also true. I thought you were going to say, don't you know it's Robbie Cano because that's lived rent free in my ear or in my head since the mid 2000s. No, I'm just trying to play into your idiot, uh, you know, fantasy that Thursday night games don't score. I'm going to go oh. bet the under right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving into our flex, we got Chase Claypool, questionable at Cleveland, and Tyler Lockett home against Jacksonville for the Whitefish. Versus, why is he okay? Hang on, Odell Beckham Jr. Why is he still in that lineup? He has scored a combined nine points the last like two weeks for this team because I played against him when he scored three hundred points, and he was the <laughs> and he was the lowest scorer by a factor of like three. He has two hurt shoulders too. God, he's got more hurt shoulders than I currently have. Yeah. Um, the other flex in this matchup is KJ Osborne against Dallas for the Hogs. Yeah, this is a gross, gross matchup. Um, I'm giving it to Chase Claypool. I refuse to give it to I refuse to give it to anybody else in this matchup. Lockett is almost bench worthy. Okay. Yeah, I mean with we'll Geno talk Smith, about my bench later. Yeah, with Geno Smith, he's hot garbage. Yep. That whole but, team. I mean, really, Tyler, tell me why. You- Tell me the philosophy be, philosophy by still starting Odell Beckham for fantasy. I, I can't tell you. And you don't know if you're going to have Baker this week. And yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. By weeks and out. Fuck. Give me Jalen Rager no, you, instead you, of give me Odell Beckham. Miko Hardman. Miko Hardman has one. had. Or uh, Alex Collins. You just spent 15 fucking dollars on the guy. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. And none of the guys he spent up are, are currently in his lineup. So I got to think that. Like Maybe one of those guys should it. be in there. Probably will be. There you go. Yeah. All right. So uh, defense, the 49ers at Chicago for Whitefish versus the Bills against Miami for Hogs. I don't know. Uh, give me Bills against Miami, I guess. 
Nope. That is the worst take I've ever heard. Give me San Francisco by one point. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. I'm glad that it was real definitive. <laughs> Super definitive. All right. So before, I guess, Tyler, just go ahead and hit on. We hit it a little bit of, on the Hogs bench, and then we'll let Rob talk about his whole matchup and his team. All right. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I'd be playing. I don't know if I can trust Rager, but I'd be playing Hardman in the flex. Um, I don't know about Mark Ingram, newly traded to New Orleans, but especially against Tampa Bay. But yeah, Alex Collins, T.Y., I'd be playing any of those guys over Odell. And K.J. Osborne, fine. He's been serviceable um, with a little bit of upside. So if you truly think that he's going to be the guy that gets, you know, work, fine. But, you know, any of those guys I would be playing over Odell for sure. All right. So my bench, my uh, my that final flex spot is my only question is Lockett. It's like, do I bench him? Probably. Um, do I have the guts to play Gainwell? Why are you not playing Gainwell? I might be. I had him in there you and then I, then I changed it. Um, I also would play Tony if he actually got cleared to play. Right. Um, he would be automatic. I probably, I mean, here's the problem. Ugh. I, I probably, here's what's going to happen. Let's say Tony doesn't get cleared. I'm probably going to put Gainwell in there instead of Lockett. I just can't trust Lockett. But, you know, he's one of those guys. They are playing Jacksonville who, you know, is, are not good. But neither is Geno Smith. So, anyway, it'll I mean, be one of those the one guys. Thing I, the one thing I'd say about Jacksonville, it's their defense isn't the worst. They're not good as a team, but their defense isn't, defense isn't the worst. I don't know if it's, you know, hey, their Swiss cheese start all of your receivers for Seattle with Geno Smith behind the ball. I wouldn't yeah. feel great about that. I'm, I'm probably, I'm about 60% not going to play Tyler Lockett this week. And right, he'll probably so, score, he'll probably score 40, but. So Rob, how do you feel about your matchup in, 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 you know, total? In total? I mean, I think it's going to be really close. I think this is going to be one of the closer games I'm going to have this year. I still think I suck. And I still so am going to, something's going to happen and I'm going to lose. So it's hedgehogs. All right, five one and one for a reason. I'm one and six for a reason. Hedgehog. Boy, the uh, the dichotomy of wanting Rob to lose more or wanting the hedgehogs to lose so that I can gain him in the division. I don't know where to, where I stand on this one. Uh, I guess let's go hogs. I am also going to go hogs purely because, like Rob said, he's terrible. I don't have any reason to explain it other than no. that, that hogs are good. He's terrible. Somebody's going to get hurt on my team. Right. Somebody's going to get hurt this week. If I'm, if I'm looking at this matchup in a vacuum, I'm going fish. I just can't bet on you right now. Like 100%. You're, you're a mush for fantasy players. I completely agree. Because looking at it, as you look at it in Perk, you're like, well, Whitefish should win this matchup. He's got better players. They've got better upside. Nope. Something will happen and I will lose. Yeah, so, it's it's that it's that uh, I'm mind meld between year. Stafford and his new receivers. I just don't. Right? I they just don't. Well, they, they got no hash browns. You know, they're not going it's out true. for coffee. In the and it's a it's a clean it's a queen sweep, as Blake would sway, say. And it's uh, all, all right. hogs. All right, yay me! Thanks to thanks to pull that reference in from Sunday. Yep. All right, our next matchup 
is going to be the three and four Christian Sunday School versus the five and two Backdoor Hot Snakes. Uh, currently favored Christian Sunday School by six points. Um, I guess what I'm going to do is just straight up read the players in the matchups and then let you guys take over. I'm not going to put any input in just like I didn't. I helped Rob back until the very end. So oh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we're, you know, four years into this and we've been doing it that way the entire time. And, and we're, now we're you're it out. We got it. That's, we have been all over the fucking board on how we cover our own matchups. So get out of town, Tyler. Also, true. Um, we've got Justin Herbert home against New England for the Sunday school versus Kyler Murray home against Green Bay for the snakes. This is easy, easy Kyler Murray. All right. I'm glad we had that in-depth discussion. We've got Najee Harris on the road against Cleveland and Chase Edmonds home against Green Bay for Sunday School versus Chuba Hubbard at Atlanta and Zeke Elliott at Minnesota. I really <laughs> want to go Harris and Edmonds. I, I, I really want to go Harris and Edmonds. I think the closest I can go... No, I'm going Harrison Edmonds. Fuck it. Fuck it. I just, that's what I'm doing. Uh, I can't. I know you want to. I wanted to, too, but Edmonds isn't enough. I'm sorry. Give me Zeke and Chubba. Chubba, 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 Chubba. Yep. All right. Receivers. Justin Jefferson, uh, home Hmm. against Dallas. And DJ Moore at Atlanta. Versus Tariq Hill, home against the Giants, and Jamar, 200-yard oh chase at the Giants. Oh, my God. All yeah, right. Just, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You started. The only thing that I will say here is the Jets have been, and we talked about it last week, the Jets have been good against the receivers. And it's because they're terrible against everything else, Right. but they've been good against receivers. Give me Jamar Jefferson Chase. and more, and I feel super gross about it. You should. I'm going uh, Hill and Chase. Sorry. Wow. All right. Tight ends. Travis Kelsey against the Giants versus I've got Gronkowski in there right now at the Saints. I mean, he, he's going to play. He'll get a little more work uh, because Brown's out in that intermediate space. Still like Kelsey, so even though – can't say he's been doing terrible. It's Kelsey. Not so fast. I'm taking Gronk. You're taking Gronk? I'm taking Gronk. You're crazy. Oh boy. Kelsey hasn't been the Tyler. Kelsey hasn't been the crazy advantage uh since week three. He's been putting up, you know, kind of middle tier numbers. I think yeah. Gronk being back, uh, him and Brady when at the start of the year, they had that mind meld in the red zone. Yeah. I just, I just see Gronk, even if he's even if he's only even if he's not involved between the twenties, I think he ends up with multiple touchdowns. He could get three for thirty-eight and two touchdowns, but I still think Kelsey beats that with his eight for ninety-five and a touchdown. So, still give me Kelsey. Okay, all right. I'm not sure if that math checks out. It Uh, checks out. Only it only checks out with the touchdown for Kelsey. If there's no touchdown for Kelsey, that's almost a perfect tie. And I don't know how you got that. Because <laughs> I'm good. Uh, I, was about to, I was about to dispute that. It was like, I am not that confident in my own abilities. So You're, you're not that no. guy, pal. You're not that guy. 
Yeah. All right. All right. Flex. Oh, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. What? Just go. Sorry. Well, we're still going to talk about it. I know, but it's just gross. Uh, Christian Sunday School. I want. I want to talk about it. Emmanuel right. Sanders home against Miami and Randall Cobb at Arizona versus Mike Williams home against New England and AJ Brown at Indiana. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm sorry. Even though Cobb's going to get a little more run because of the uh, COVID things with the Green Bay receivers, and Sanders has been the second best buddy. Come on, you got what Mike Williams and AJ Brown. Give me a break. This is really close. Isn't that close? I I just I don't know. I ever since I picked up MVS, I've just had this feeling that Randall Cobb is about to have like a 15 target game and Sanders has been really good. Mike Williams could get shut down by, you know, the new England. We're going to take somebody away and AJ Brown is great. Uh, you know, so that honestly, AJ Brown is why I have to give it to Williams and Brown, but yes, you do. If, if Williams puts up under five points, like he is totally capable of doing, and Brown doesn't have a spectacular game, it would not shock me to see Cobb and Sanders come away with the win here. I don't, I don't know about that one. <clears throat> All right. Uh, defense. Why did I say it like that? Or defense. Either I don't way. know, but I would like to formally request to be the last person to pick in this matchup because I've been the contrarian everywhere else, so I want to hear where All right, fine. else goes. Fine. Yes, duly noted. Uh, duly. Defense. Steelers at Cleveland for Sunday school versus Cowboys at Minnesota for the snakes. I'm sorry. Steelers in a game where they either have hurt Baker or uh case Keenum. Easy, easy peasy Steelers. I mean, yeah, the Cowboys just are an interception machine. I know that's does, the thing. Does Diggs continue the streak? Yes. I mean, if he, if he does, this is the Cowboys easy. And, and does their line break down? Because uh, we know that um, Cousins is Wait, is Lawrence to back? the rush. Is Lawrence back? I don't think he's back this game yet. Okay. I was going to say, if, if Lawrence is back. Yeah, then it's it's all over. So, I mean, that's the caveat. I think it also depends how many Cleveland people play, right? If Baker's back, and if Chubb is back, which they're all indication Chubb's going to be fine. He's made it through pe- practice so far this week. Um, and Landry's back. And there's no Watt. That defense or that offense can move the ball. I think it's going to be really close. And it it all depends. Does Dallas score off of a uh, turnover again? Yep. If they do, Cowboys take this. Um, Let's see. How do we want to do this? Well, you get your um, own bench there, Chief. Obviously, I do. Let's go. Wrong. It doesn't matter. There's literally nothing. It doesn't to do matter. There's, yeah, there's nothing on his bench. Screw it. Go play. I, I'm but not I, playing T. Higgins over Emmanuel Sanders or yeah, Ray Or Chenault. Yeah, screw Move that. on. No, so, I mean, looking at my own bench, you know, I got – I have received. I have. I have the receiver depth. I mean, I'm not going to start any of anybody on my bench. There's nothing of, to do on your bench either. Who I on. have the only the only thing I really have to look at going forward is you know Javante Williams. Whenever he takes over that backfield, but otherwise, no. I'm starting my best lineup right now. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Probably Higby in the tight end slot. So boom, boom. All right, picks. Um, I I lied. I would think about Khalil Herbert over Chuba Hubbard, and that's, that's just it. a feels pick. That that's the one. That's the one spot. Chuba or Khalil Herbert. Uh, I mean, we did talk that he was the only thing going for Chicago. Yeah, 
All right, that'll be that'll be a uh, Sunday morning after I watch uh, the fantasy football now and see what they have to say. Kind of, and, and depending how drunk you are. Yeah, well, I mean, it'll yeah. be Sunday at eleven thirty, so it could be really drunk. It could be not at all. We'll never know. There you go. All right. Um, let's Who's see. I made you pick first, so I'll pick first. God damn. Ah, uh, I got to go. Me, I got to. All right, dice are gonna go. Snakes as well. Rob? I'm going to go snakes. I'll go CSS then. All right. Oh, contrarian. I, Yeah, I mean, I just, as I look down there, there's a lot of ways that this could go right either way. So, yeah, fuck it. I, I'm just yeah. going to, I just wanted to go contrarian there. Yep. I just believe more in the receivers and flex on snakes. This is just why I went there. All right, our next matchup is the three and four kicker points matter versus the three and four kegerator. Currently, kicker points matter is favored. Um, kicker points matter is going to trot out Jalen Hurts at Detroit versus Geno Smith against Jacksonville. Well, this will be a first uh, where Jalen Hurts gets it over whoever he's playing. Uh, Hurts easy over Geno. Yeah, I don't. I get it that you want to bench Aaron Rodgers because of a bunch of his weapons are out. But and I would if I had another good option like a Kirk Cousins against Dallas. Um, I'm not going to bench him for Geno Smith. Uh, yeah. If Rodgers were in this matchup. I think I would still give it to Jalen Hurts. So yeah, Hurts has been real good for fantasy, not good for the Eagles. Right. Um, running backs, we got Austin Eckler against New England versus James Robinson at Seattle for kicker points. Surprisingly enough, they're on the same team, Blake. What? Nothing. Move on. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, Aaron Jones at Arizona and Antonio Gibson at Denver. Did I say versus? You yeah. did say versus. That's why, yeah. yes. What are you going to do? I'm I'm giving this to Kegerator purely because I think this is an Aaron Jones bonanza for the Green Bay. I think he's going to be the only offense that they have. Um, so it, it, this this could be one of those weeks for Aaron Jones where he puts up you know forty or fifty points. You know what? I think he's going to have that opportunity. I I mean that Arizona defense isn't a slouch defense. No, but with Watt out, I think that helps Jones. I mean it does. Um. But I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of Gibson against Denver. I like James Robinson against Seattle, and uh, I okay. I'm going to give a slight edge to Jones and Gibson just because of the Jones factor. But I think this is real close. I mean, like, like under five points difference. Yep, definitely. Yeah. All right, pushing in receivers. We got DK Metcalf against Jacksonville and Deontay Johnson at Cleveland for kicker points versus Adam Thielen against Dallas and then Debo Samuel questionable at Chicago. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. So here, Easy peasy. Well, so here's the thing. Um, if, if this tells you anything, you look at this matchup, this is why Gino should not be the quarterback for this team. Um, but yeah, it is easy. Well, then make your pick idiot. It's it's Thielen and Samuel. 
I'm glad I'm glad we confirmed that. Well, the reason being, Gino Smith, oh, Tyler DK. Being, Tyler being contrarian, I didn't know if he was going to go off the fucking rails and take Metcalf and Johnson for some oh, reason. Oh, no. No, I knew what he was doing. Johnson, Johnson's perfectly fine, but DK could goose. He had one big play last week, yeah. and then he did nothing. So yeah. DK could be awesome, or he could be nothing. So I got to go with Thielen and Sam. Yeah, and that's why I said I don't like Gino in this matchup, because he's got DK. And I just, I just don't trust, tr- don't trust Tyler anymore. Um, tight end. <laughs> Nobody does. Dallas Goddard at Detroit versus Woo! Hunter Henry at the Chargers. Henry scored a touchdown in every game this year. Is that the right stat? No, no it's like the last four. last two or three or four. Last four. Oh uh, yeah, this is Goddard getting. Easy. A, yeah, it's Goddard easy. Agreed. Okay. Flexes. We got Michael Carter against Cincinnati and Daryl Williams against the Giants for kicker points versus Robert Woods at Houston and Brandon Cooks against the Rams for kegerator. Wow. I, I mean, think, um, go ahead. I, I think this is Michael Carter and Daryl Williams. I think it is too. Purely because Cooks is going to have Ramsey, most likely, because there's nobody else there to throw to. And Robert and, Woods is the most unreliable receiver. Well, yeah. I mean, he's had one good game. I mean, right. well, no, he's not unreliable. He's been above 10 points all but one week, but he's just not going to give – he's going to give you 11. So it, it, it would not surprise me to see Nate win this, but as it stands right now, I got to go Carter and Williams. Um, yes, it's Carter and Williams because Houston does not have the personnel to shut down Cooper Cup or uh, Cooper – IHOP, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's easy. All right, defenses. Kicker points has the Chargers against New England versus Kicker Raiders, Saints against Tampa Bay. Uh, this is Chargers easy. Uh, New England can throw a pick six, as we've seen with the Dallas game. Um, I still like New England to do well, but I do not like the Saints against Tampa Bay. All right. Um Let's have Tyler. Why don't you take me through kicker points? Well, let's see. Allen Robinson is droppable at this point, which is insane. Isn't it? Um, Other than that, there's not a ton here I would look at. Maybe playing the Broncos defense versus Washington Um, or A.J. Green versus Green Bay. I think I would play A.J. Green for sure over Michael Carter or Daryl Williams, whichever one you like less. But um. Other than that, no, I, I wouldn't really do anything unless you think it's a Van Jefferson week. All right, Rob, what about Kegerator? I mean, based on what I said before, I'd probably, even though he's lost his receivers, I would still play Aaron Rodgers. Even at Arizona. I mean, you have him for a reason. It's really hard to put Geno Smith in, who hasn't done anything to give you confidence. Yeah, he's playing Jacksonville, but come on. Um, so I would do that. Um and this is not the week to play Gaskin against Buffalo, so I would I would not make that change. Otherwise, I would play what he's got. I wouldn't. I would look at Corey Davis maybe over Robert Woods. Don't know. Don't know how. It depends on how you feel about that game. I mean, I wouldn't. I I want to see it with Davis first. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go, Tyler. Who do you got? I am going to take Kegerator. Rob, I am going to take 
Oh, I hate this. Kicker points matter. Uh, kegerator and the dice. Dice took kegerator as well. Dice has taken all home teams ooh, so ooh, far. I'm going out on a limb. Come on, bro. Let's win this. All right. Let's move into our last matchup of the week. We got a juicy one. The five and two fantasy reapers versus the also five and two testicle T currently T is favored by a single percent five less than five. No, exactly five points. Boom. Um, Reapers going to trot out Tom Brady at new Orleans. Holy cow. He's great. Versus (laughs) Prescott at Minnesota also could have a huge week. I mean, yeah. Agreed on both ends. Um, You know, I hate to say this, but Dallas can win against Minnesota without throwing the ball. And there is no way, I'm sorry, that uh, Tampa Bay wins this game against New Orleans without throwing the ball because they're very good against the run. Um, I, I got to take I got to take Brady by a snippet here because Pres- Prescott does not have to throw for four and 300 to win. Yeah, but also the Saints offense is not great. I know. So I could easily see a uh, fucking 24 to three game going into the second half. And then the, the Bucks have to do nothing on offense. I mean, hundred percent true. Minnesota will be able to keep up. Also know, Brady, Brady is averaging one touchdown on the road this year per game uh, yeah. and four and a half when he's at home. Oh, I mean, yep. Tyler, did I tell you to come out of bed? I that that I was Stat Monkey. I wasn't adding anything other than stats. Oh, uh, it was Stat Monkey. Stat yeah, monkey the Stat Monkey was was inputting. Uh, I mean, I, 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 go I will da- say I this. Go on this. I, I will say this. Dak has been like super impressive this year. Um, as long as he he is his uh, injuries okay, he'll be fine. All right, running backs. We've got DeAndre Swift, who's listed as questionable, as he always has been. Right. He's playing against Philly, and then Tyler's got Daryl Henderson Jr. at Houston, who's what, the number two running back on the year, oh, something like that? Something crazy. Uh, which is fucking wild. Uh, T, Testicle T, is going to have Derrick Henry, the king, at Indianapolis, and Elijah Mitchell at Chicago. Uh, Henderson, secondly, technically the number 16 back, FYI. Uh, what was the status? Was it just rushing touchdowns or something like that? I don't know. That could be. Swift is three. Um. I don't know. I, I guess I really like Henry against uh, the Colts. I really do. I also like Swift. I also like Henderson. And I, and Mitchell has been the guy. Uh, I think this is his last week of, like, owning that backfield because people are starting to come back in. Um, just based on the fact that uh, – defense is bad enough to make this a game with Philly – Swift gets catches. Henry doesn't. Give me Swift and Henderson just by a slim margin. Yeah, this is the the most pushable matchup that I think we've talked about. It really is tonight. Uh, I'm a I'm a no push hashtag no push. So give me Swift and Henderson as well. All right, receivers. We've got the Reapers with Mike Evans at New Orleans and an IR'd still uh, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling at Arizona for the Packers. He'll get pulled out before the game. Uh, versus questionable Terry McLaurin. I think, what was it? Uh, um, 
a quad he's fine. or something like that today. He's fine. He's fine. That popped up the injury report, and then Cooper Cup at yep. Houston. You all you had to say was Cooper Cup. Yep, I think the Mike Evans what three touchdowns last week is more of an anomaly for Mike Evans, but the the steady work for obviously Cooper Cup and also McLaurin is going to swing this matchup towards the testicle tee. Yep. Tight ends, newly acquired Kyle Pitts versus Carolina for the Fantasy Reapers versus Dalton Schultz at Minnesota. This is weirdly close. I mean, Dalton Schultz is going to get you 15 points. Uh, I I think that's kind of a given the way they've been playing recently. Um, Somewhere 12 to 17, which, you know, the middle ground is around 14, 15. But Kyle Pitts, he has that ceiling where he can get you Big numbers. Now, like we talked about in the trade segment, um, you know, he could regress to his early season where he's not getting a lot. I don't think he will. I think he'll settle somewhere between that 30-something and, you know, still get you high or low 20 maybe. So I, I'm going to favor Pitts here. But Schultz is going to make this a close matchup. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and take Schultz. I think it's going to be Ooh. a tight end heavy game. Oh, that is – that's that's – Blake Slim of the week. Oh, I love it. I love the new thing. Blake's limb of the week. Oh, yeah. We're making that a thing. For sure. Blake's Tyler. limb does nothing but break off the tree and you fall and break your elbow. <laughs> I really didn't want Tyler to, Dude, to fucking trip. I'm just going to randomly throw these out, Blake. So <laughs> it'll be good. Oh, nothing like the bit maker. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Flex. We're looking at Devontae Booker. On the road against Kansas City and CeeDee Lamb at Minnesota for the Reapers yeah. versus DeAndre Hopkins. Question about that hamstring against Green Bay and Zach Ertz. Home so, against Green Bay. This is really easy. It's it's uh, Booker and Lamb because. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. Ertz got the touchdown, the long touchdown for Arizona last week. But you cannot depend on him. I'm sorry. Tight ends, you know, middle of the road tight ends like Zach Ertz is. You can't depend on. So. Booker's starter as a starter has always gotten in the teens and CD lamb is, you know, his ceiling is 40. So easy. Um, I want to take a quick, quick, uh, uh, what tangent. That's what I was looking for. Ooh, I like, this. um, uh, to both of you, you uh, are not in this league, but you are a fantasy owner of Deandre Hopkins. What do you do with him right now? Redraft most, league. I assume redraft uh, league. Redraft? Most, uh, most, uh, redraft leagues, your trade deadline, if you have ones around week 11 ish. I mean, what do you, what do you think with DeAndre Hopkins? You're so holding. Try, yeah. You're holding or, so I would hold him for sure this week and see what he does. And if he puts out, you know, a pretty good performance, um, I'm probably hanging on to him. If he puts out a middle of the road performance, I'm just going to, you, you can put out a feeler and see what you can get for him. If you can get, you know, the new hotness, for the old name, I'd be willing to move Hopkins myself. See, I'm considering in another redraft league looking at maybe a Hopkins Keenan Allen straight up or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I would not be opposed to that. But I also see some upside with Hopkins for the rest of the year. And so if, if you believe, like for, in the situation you talked about, if you believe that Mike Williams has taken over there and that Keenan, Keenan Allen's just the underneath guy, and you thought Hopkins was going to be the, you know, stretch it out at the end of the year, I'd be willing to trade Allen for Hopkins in that situation. 
So, yeah, he's a hold. He's a, let, Let's see. I want to see another week or so. I wouldn't give up on him yet, but I would be on that verge. All righty. Um, our defenses in this matchup are going to be the Bengals at the Jets. That's a win. Yeah, but I mean, we're also got the we got the Bucks at New Orleans, yes, which is also a great matchup for the I Bucks love, defense. But I love both of these. To be fair, um, the the only thing so the Bengals are an okay defense. The Bucks are a great defense. The Jets are abysmal offense. New Orleans is a eh, offense. So it depends on that. You know how, how much that gradient is in between, where you favor one over the other. I've, I don't think the Bengals have returned to anything for a touchdown this year, have they? I don't think so. I don't think they have. <clears throat> um, where the Bucks have they? I, yeah, they've I had a couple. Well, questions? all in the Atlanta game, so that really doesn't count either because Atlanta sucked in the second game of the year. Um, I'm going to give the edge to the Bucks a little bit just because I really don't like what they're doing in New Orleans. But the Jets are terrible. It's just that the Bucks are a way better defense than the Bengals. But they have a chance because the Jets are just going to be a house fire. All right. I'm going to talk about Turbo's – or not. he's not Turbo. He's the testicle T. He's the testicle T, yeah. Oh, uh, right. Well – you know, just first up, looking at this bench, you have yeah. an out person and an IR person, and you have an empty IR slot. I mean, what the fuck are you doing? Just, Nobody knows. Just as a rule. But looking at your starting lineup, the only thing I'm really looking at is I don't know. I mean, choose choose between who you like better, Ertz or Schultz, and then look to see who you can get out of that second flex spot. Right. Um, Tyler mentioned earlier in the in the podcast, Samaje P. Ryan. He's another one of the Cincinnati running backs. They're playing against the Jets. I'd look at him. I don't know how much I feel confident in Damian Williams in, in Chicago. Probably not at all. Earth's Earth for P. Ryan is probably the only thing I'm thinking about here. I mean, you could also look at if uh, if Judy is activated and you want to take a home run shot, you could throw him in instead of Earth's. I, it w- especially with Denver and their passing offense, I as a rule, don't really want to start no, I, I wouldn't either. coming but I mean, off an injury, know. but if it's even if we're in Denver, I don't want to start a receiver coming off their injury. And and maybe Waddle because Miami's got to throw to somebody. Uh, so well, you had yeah, yeah, you lost me at Miami. Oh, whatever. Uh, all right, Tyler, what do you think about your team and or this matchup? And this uh, bench. Yeah, I you say you lost me with Miami, but Waddle's had 29 and 15 points the last two weeks. So um, there you go. Obviously, the only thing I would change if Saquon's active, I'm playing him over Booker. But well, no, since, he's not going to be. Yeah, we'll see. It, he, I'm I'm really hoping he isn't because I'm a not, lot more confident. I'm a lot more confident that he'll be 100 percent next week than I would be if he played this week. 100 um, percent, and then get hurt again. Yeah the the only thing I'm considering and weighing is Marvin Jones versus MVS. Um, I don't know. I just they're who's green Bay going to throw to other than MVS and Randall's Cobb. So that's the only thing that, yeah, I, I don't know, but Marvin Jones is the clear number one in Jacksonville. So that, that's what I'm weighing right now. I think your leading, your leading receivers in the Packers game is going to be Robert Tunyon, Aaron Jones, then Randall Cobb. I don't think MVS gets more than three targets. Wah, wah. It's a, 
That's wild. You are you willing to put a bet on that? I'll throw a dollar down. Perfect. Considering uh, every week he's been active this year, he's had more than three targets. Great. I don't know which part of that the the leading receivers list or the targets. No, the targets. Yeah, fine. I'm fucking spending all that. What do I care? I like the leading receiver list myself. I got at least four quarters in my fucking car's change tray. Yeah, there you go. Love it. All right. All right, so let's go. Tyler, take your pick. I am just trying to will my team to victory, so I'm taking me. Uh, I am. I think the winner or the new holder of the Commissioner's Cup is going to come out of this game. I just don't know who it's going to be. Yep, yeah. I agree with you, and I think it's going to be testicle T. Um, who's next, me or the dice? Ah, uh, you. Why not? I think it's going to be T by like five. All right. Let's see if the dice takes all home teams. They will not. They will take Reapers. Oh, my God. A split. All right. Well, Tyler's definitely losing now. Right. Um, All right. Uh, You guys got anything else to add this week? Uh, No, I have nothing. Because I am all out of juice and I'm ready for Huey Lewis to take us home. Smile